Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to Home Education Matters and today I'm joined again by Ash Ahmed and we are going to be talking about her journey into home education and we're on month three which is finding out how November went. So hello Ash, welcome back to the podcast. Do tell us how your uh, November month has been going because it's a difficult month I think isn't it because like the highs have slightly gone and then you know you're bedding in a little bit but I know October was was a bit up and down for you as well so how has November been for you? I think I've relaxed a little bit more. I think in the sense that I've not, I'm not as kind of like, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking about those plans that I made in September and I'm la- laughing at that, that ash as opposed to today's ash. But it's not <laughs> that they've all gone. It's just that I've learned to kind of try, I'm starting to learn. I'm, I'm not no, by no way an expert in this at all, but trying to take it as hit at Ismail's pace as opposed to kind of like, we need to do this, this and this. And I'm trying to look for the big wins as well, rather than thinking, in a day's work at school, we would have covered, you would have covered all these things. You haven't covered all these things. And just trying to just change the pace of learning. Because one thing that I've noticed is that um, it takes less, and this is obvious, if you work one-to-one, it's going to take less time for a child to understand something. But when he's picking something up, I feel as though he is actually picking it up rather than in a classroom when you've got 30 kids and you know, you're know you not sure how many of them have picked up what you're trying to teach anyway. So I think the learning we're doing is more meaningful and it's more it's more impactful. I think, um, but- sorry to butt in, because I think actually that is a really important point for our listeners, because... I think sometimes you can look at what a school covers, like their curriculum and their day-to-day stuff, and you think, God, I'm not doing half of that. But if if you think about it, just as Ash says there, you when you teach it to your child or when your child learns it when you're home educating, they tend to pick it up in a more solid way. And in a school, yes, they're doing seven, eight things a day, but then how often do they go back and do those same things again and again and again, right, to make sure that everyone's getting it? That's the thing as well. And also, I think with Ismail, children are different. But with Ismail, I think if he didn't understand something in school, he'd probably just nod along and just go through the whole process, then probably have a bit of a meltdown when he got home and said, I used to have it. Maths is so hard. Whereas he very openly tells me when he's not understanding something and I have to change my approach. So that's very, very um, massive plus because, yeah, just with his learning in general, I think he's getting more quality learning. How are you finding that when he says something like, oh, I'm not getting it, and then you think, oh, I'm going to have to approach this from a different perspective? How are you finding that, having to make those shifts? Um, because I have a master's in education, I should be relatively good at that because that's my <laughs> that was my career. However, it's much harder when so I, I have realised that when he says that, it's often when he's not in the mood for learning. So it's not always the learning that's happening. It's The first thing I have to assess is, like a baby I suppose is he tired is he is he hungry what's going on here and understand what what the actual problem is I do feel like it's it's really hard to do this and this is something I'm working on if I connect with him in a fun way first and we do something one-on-one maybe a little game or like just even have a chat first he's much more likely to be open to the learning however there have been times where he you know we were looking at um, long division which is a nightmare I I hate even teaching that in class I when love I'm long division it's so Honestly. it's so aesthetically pretty it's like creating patterns on the page isn't it 
I mean, I, I wish we could try going with that approach next time we, we, we stumble upon it. But it's just one of those things that it just doesn't make. It's, it's quite difficult, I think, to explain unless you're really, really super good with the concept of times tables and being able to really quick arithmetic, which is something we're working on with Ismail. But um, we did, we, we've done that. We found it. He found that very kind of challenging. And what I found with him was that I had changed the approach a couple of times and also just kind of we've had to take breaks from it and that's okay because we can take a half an hour break and then go back to it which you can't do at school um and then try it again just try it again in, in a different way um him watching me more watching me how I do in my thought process and all those sorts of things just so he understands how I'm getting the answer too but um I think that if that had happened in school he would have he would have just nodded, nodded along and he would have not not done it essentially not not understood it I think yeah. that's one of the benefits of home education is that you have the time and space to be able to decode what's happening with your child, because you're absolutely right that quite often a child will sort of say, oh, that, you know, I don't get it or like this doesn't make any sense. And I would I would always ask myself two questions. I would ask myself, is this too difficult for them or are they bored? And invariably, it would be one or the other. What like there are, it's either too difficult and you're, I'm just pitching it like it's just too difficult a topic and we have to go back a bit or they're just bored they're not engaged they're not into it they're not feeling well they their brain is somewhere else and then it's like we tended to shelve it for another day but of course in a school you can't do that no that's the thing and also then when you build up that kind of perception of the topic and thinking oh it's just too difficult for me then that kind of adds another barrier that you then have to break to be able to understand the topic as well so that's definitely a plus I think for me what the whole pace of learning and understanding that some days he's going to want to absorb more knowledge and some days he's not going to want to do as much that's been quite tricky especially when you're trying to balance kind of what I have to get done in a day with regards to all the other hats I have to wear as well that is that can sometimes be a challenge um but I've, I've tried to go with the flow more and not kind of put like a, a a deadline on things and just think that he will get he will get there it's just when he wants to I guess put more work in or be more engaged in the, the things that I want to teach because I have to say he is working independently on researching other things so like space is a really big one for him at the moment which isn't even our topic we're not even learning about it is in our official homeschooling journey or home education journey he's actually um he's researching things like and then black holes and all those sorts of things out of interest and he's like looking at brian cox things and all those sorts of um interesting videos which he's just doing because he finds interesting and that's that we can't i can't forget that that also is his learning and he is enjoying that himself so in some ways he's becoming more independent which is which is great that's what i wanted I think you um I think for for our listeners when when Ash was saying that she said she used air quotes for official for like official home education learning and I think I think that is so true is that when you start you can have this kind of lineation delineation in your mind um that like this is learning this is like sitting at the table then we're doing lessons in inverted commas and then this is oh they're just reading books they're like you know watching documentaries and stuff and it kind of doesn't count and it takes a while to get your head into the way of thinking that actually it all counts it's just different routes into the same thing 
absolutely and that's the thing that I'm trying to step back a little bit more and watch as those things are happening and I don't even acknowledge it as to him I don't even say oh look you've done some amazing learning here because I think that would put him off so I just <laughs> I nod and ask the right questions and kind of get some more information and he's actually becoming really knowledgeable because he's spending that time doing that he is the thing is though I feel as though now, this might be a thing I don't know if it is but he is sleeping a lot more now than he did when he was at school there was I talked about how he had a lot of anxiety around going to school and um just going to bed at night was really difficult and in the morning and have to pretty much drag him out of bed to get him to school and his but he's actually spending a lot of time sleeping so he, his day doesn't start until much later than it would in a school day so he won't be he won't be doing his first um lesson I should say in, in air quotes until 10 in the morning which is fine because he'll just go on for as long as he needs to but um and sometimes it's even later than that to be honest and I think that initially was really difficult for me to um I guess accept or be okay with because I, there's that pressure isn't there always of like we've not done anything today yet we've not he's still sleeping but I just think part of it I don't know if it's because he's 11 and he's going into his kind of teen teen era I should say or if it's because you know he's just exhausted from all the work of school and everything that he did back I don't know I don't know what it is but he's enjoying sleeping in and that's something that we wouldn't be able to do because at least I know when he wakes up he's I know he's not tired I know he's alert and he's ready to learn and he, he wants to learn whereas when your school day starts at kind of half past eight or you know well school day starts earlier your first lesson starts at half past eight quarter to nine that is much harder for him to then engage and he's probably switched off from the majority of the morning because he's just he's been really tired so that's been a really big pro as well I think. School starts really early doesn't it I mean that's very early I would I, I mean if I have if I have to work before 8 30 I'm really tired like I don't I don't like working early in the morning and I'm a fully grown adult so for teenagers and for for children it must be really difficult I think to get, get yourself up up and ready to learn so early in the morning uh, yeah absolutely and I think it takes a while for all of us to warm up a little bit as well it's not that you immediately you wake up and then you have to go into the classroom and you have to like all of a sudden you're doing a starter about maths and you're warming it's just a lot it is a very much and I would I think he prefers his day often you know he takes lots of breaks through the day but he's often working into the evening like like four or five o'clock and enjoying that time of work he's not thinking he's doing schoolwork right now so I think it works I think the flexibility of it works really well with how old he is and the the need the amount of sleep he needs and just his sleeping patterns in general so overall mental health is amazingly better like we still have things that we ha we have so prior to this I can't remember how much I mentioned but prior to this Ismail was having kind of regular meltdowns about certain things that he was really struggling with in school not necessarily academic things but just the smallest thing would go wrong and it would be a, a really big deal however like being at home because he's so much more relaxed our home environment is just so much more peaceful he's just very kind of he's just happy and things happen things still happen and plans change but the the fallout from that lasts a much shorter time he's able to recover really well so I think his resilience overall has just become he's just become stronger in that in that sense and that's been a really amazing thing for our family I think um you know when people come on to the home ed Facebook groups and things and they say things like oh you know I really want to homeschool but I think it'd be really difficult because my child is really you know, really difficult, or they're a bit of a nightmare, or I don't know how we would like cope all of us. And I always say, you know, it's completely different when you home educate, the relationship just eases and relaxes and the whole household dynamic tends to just become a lot more chilled out. 
we've definitely felt that so much so that we hadn't actually con- considered home educating our two-year-old when she's of school age or, or anything but but I 100% if she didn't if she either if she didn't enjoy school or if we felt like we could handle the both of them at home and be able to, to do that because there's a big age gap it's not like they'd be doing similar work I would consider that for her the flexibility it offers is amazing I just think it's a really big pro. So you're a convert, but I know that Ismail was talking about maybe going back to school or like thinking about school for next September. Is he still is he still inclined that way? And have you had any progress with the socialising that I know you were struggling with last last month? So he's not had any. So he didn't ever want to go back to school this year. He wanted to go back to school next year. And it's easier to think about something when it's way in the future and it's not happening right now. So um, at the moment, we've not really we've not talked about that a lot at all other than we've then our application for secondary school and we'll just see what happens with that but in his mind he's going to secondary school my husband and I have this conversation quite a lot because I think he gets really kind of um I'd say stressed out but worried about what will happen in September when he goes back because we've made such progress and it's impacted the whole family so in, in a really positive way so we're I think he's a bit more worried about what will happen in September when the anxiety returns because it will regardless of you know, if it's the best school in the world and he's even if he's loving it, there will be some anxiety initially to start with anyway. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I, my, my response to him is that I want him, well, I want Ismail to make his own decisions with regards to that. So if he decides to change his mind, he knows that there's a safety net there for him, we'll catch him, etc. But, you know, if he, I'm not going to stop him from having that opportunity if that's what he wants. So we'll see where that goes. With regards to socialisation, we have started going to a, a group on a Friday. For, it's like a PE group. So we get to see um, other children at that time. I can't say that that has turned into anything like, you know, solid friendships yet. It's only been a few weeks of us doing it. Um, but and Ismail is the kind of person that takes a little bit of time to warm up to people as well. He's not immediately going to be best friends with somebody after seeing them for, for a little while. What I have done is to encourage um, friends that he had in school, particularly one particular, one particular friend and other schools that he had outside of school, just making sure we're seeing them quite regularly as well. So every week there'll be somebody that he already is familiar with that he will be seeing at the weekend. And that's that's been positive, but I've not had as much success as I would have liked yet. But it's definitely on a priority, I think, for me to kind of move with that a little bit more. Have you put any Lonely Hearts ads out in the local Facebook groups? Not since my first one, because um, I was ghosted a little bit after. <laughs> we <haven't> <laughs> We've <laughs> all been there. Have <laughs> oh, yep. Tumbleweed <laughs> goes past your Facebook post. So no, it's not that they did. I had some people contact me, but then we couldn't pin down a date, and then it, because everyone just wanted different things, and it just kind of fizzled a little bit. But I can, I can try and uh, re re ignite we are gonna start again with it and try and see where we, we where we go with it I think it's really important to find the right kind of environment for uh, for him as well because in, in a way I know that if I force him to do something that he doesn't want to do so for example if it's going outside and running in the woods which I think is amazing he will not want to do that because mm-hmm. he has a lot of phobias around things like I don't know bugs and things like that that he really that well that stops him from going and doing those sorts of things so it has to be something that he's going to enjoy and yeah then that way he will be leading it more than me kind of pushing him to do it as well so that's definitely an area we need to still work on 
my two tended to like um lego play dates and things like that you know where we would get one or two other people to come over and then we would get lego kits out and craft stuff and that was always so there was always something for them to do they weren't expected just to like hang out together no only when only now they're teenagers do they want to do that but at that kind of age 10 11 12 they really wanted like play things that they could all do together but that weren't babyish and i i found that just inviting like having one-to-ones with with lots and lots of different people to see how it went and it was a bit like a a crapshoot I think that I think that's the right phrase where you just send lots you know you do lots and lots and one or two might come back that are you know that sort of have a longevity to them I think that's the best idea that that is exactly what he needs he likes to have like a common purpose or a game he loves board games and things like that that's exactly what he needs but it's about finding the people who will be open to that as well or just you know are going to be able to consistently follow through with that if they're going to say we'll meet up then they will meet up then so I think it's just something that I'm going to have to persevere with and like you said I think I probably need to widen my pool a little bit as well and try and get some more people interested if possible. You also as a home educator when it comes to socialising you have to develop a very thick skin and I always say that trying to arrange things with home educators is like nailing jelly to a wall because you know you arrange something and then it changes and then or they they cancel last minute or you know, like you can't, nobody can uh, decide on a, a mutual day or time or it's really hard and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of knockbacks and you keep, you have to keep coming back. I mean, there was, there was one home educator who I absolutely, we got on so well, but I think six times in a row, she cancelled on the very morning we were due to meet up six times in a row. And on the seventh time, I was like, do you know what? You're lovely, but I just can't keep doing this. <laughs> and I think there has to be a certain element where you just keep plugging on and keep plugging on and, you know, go back a month later and go, oh, I know we didn't manage to sort anything out, but maybe this month. And you have to kind of do things that maybe you wouldn't do if it was just you as an adult being friends yeah. with people. You have to kind of push it a little bit more than you would normally. That's actually really good advice because I can't say that I have been that persistent and I can't say that I have got I think it is because I I would as a person I wouldn't pursue somebody to that extent for them to to, to meet up if if they didn't want to they wouldn't. But you're right. I think it is growing that thicker skin and um yeah, continuing with that. So I will I will definitely that's definitely next month's target is, is going next, to be that <laughs> next month is uh, the only thing is home educators tend to hide in little caves during the school holiday so you may struggle to find them <laughs> so tell me tell me about the local authority you'd sent your report off you'd sent your report off right last time we spoke yes, were you- I had my report checked first and then I had it sent uh, sent I hadn't sent it off yet I had started writing it so I um sent it mid-November and I got a response back within, a, you know, a few days. And it was just a very generic response to say that it was suitable, everything's fine, see you next year. So, um, yeah, it was it was a bit of an anticlimax, I'm not going to lie. I was expecting- it is so often like that, though. Thank you. Oh, I know you didn't, I know you haven't done one before, but, like, you put so much hard work into them, um, which is fine, but you just want a bit, of, a bit of praise or just a bit of something like, oh, you're doing that well, or, oh, it's really nice to read about this, but you, you get nothing really. Well, I got nothing back. I just got like, a, it's suitable. I'm glad he's doing better with, with, with it. We're taking to it well. See you in 12 months, essentially. I mean, it's a little bit like, I'm trying to think, I, I hope this isn't offensive to anybody, but it's, it's a little bit like if you go to see a cancer specialist, you know, you kind of don't want 
you literally just want to be told okay great you know I don't need to don't need we don't need to pursue anything it's a bit like that with the LA you kind of want like the best response is see you in a year you know the generic see you in a year response that is the the ideal response so you you nailed it on that one so that's that's cause for celebration that is that is and it is actually a big uh, since that when since that came back and it was accepted and everything I feel as though a bit a bit more relaxed and feel as though I can I can do things the way that um Ismail wants to do them rather than having to like I can trust myself a little bit more because that not that these people these LA bods are like the most important people and they're like because I mean I don't know how experienced they are in what they do or how much yeah how much they know about children or education overall but I think being able to it just gives you the confidence to be able to continue doing what you're doing and being able to trust that you're doing the right thing by your child as well. Yeah, and I, I suspect as well that the process of writing the report was actually quite helpful for you in consolidating your ideas of how things were going and and what you want to focus on. Yeah, and when you start thinking about how much you've done and how much learning has actually taken place, I didn't even put everything in the report. And that, you know, I was just like, I don't need to put everything in the report because we've been doing it for, it, at that point, it was less than two months. It was like six weeks of it or something, so half a term. Um, and I could have I could have written a lot more. But if you think back from when Ismail did his like lemonade stand in the summer to, to you know, all these different uh, experiences he's had where we've gone abroad and he's practiced his um, social skills and all these sorts of things. So I think a lot of things I didn't even need to feel like I needed to write about in the end so yeah it was really good it was a positive report that's fabulous well it sounds like November has been a bit of an improvement on October yes definitely but that's because of my attitude towards it it's not that things anything's particularly changed it's because I've learned to kind of accept a little bit more um I guess fluidity from the situation I think 99% of home ed success comes from the attitude of the parent. That's good to know. That's interesting. I don't know if that's good to know or bad to know. <laughs> Actually, as, as soon as I was saying it, I was like, that is a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because it puts a lot of responsibility on you. But I honestly do think that how you enter into it and your attitude and your approach to it has so, you know, makes so much difference. Yeah, no, and I think different people, different things work for different people and different things work for different children as well, don't they? So I think from my point of view, I know I'm a bit of a control freak in certain things and I need to calm down a little bit. And I think as I have, as I have let go a little bit more, I've seen more opportunities for learning and it's just, it's just helped. Um, but like I said, this is like still the, I still feel we're very near the beginning of our journey. So there's still, I'm sure there'll be ebbs and flows as we, as we go on. So yeah, we can catch up on those when they happen. Yeah, and we look forward to hearing about them. So thank you so much, Ash, for coming on the podcast and telling us all about your home education journey. And I guess the next time we catch up will be kind of New Year time. So maybe we can have a chat about home educating through the holidays and your approach to that, but also maybe any kind of, um, not exactly New Year's resolutions, but things that you'll be taking into the new year in your home education journey. So we look forward to catching up with you then at the end of December. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Ash. See you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day.